Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and through this show and podcast, we are helping spread the word about this amazing organization that has been helping uh, the pets of low income and uh, potentially also homeless uh, residents of our city get the medical care that they need. This is such a needed thing now more than ever. So I am thrilled that they're here. We're going to be talking with two people today. We're going to be talking with Marty Casey, who is the president of the board of directors. And she is just a wealth of information and has so much interesting input to share. So we'll be talking to her and then we'll be talking to one of Donico's long-term volunteers and that's Jana O'Connor, who is a licensed vet tech. So we'll be getting input from both of them. Just a word or two about Donico and something to think about that I always like to toss out there. If you're ever on the street and you see a person that looks like maybe they might not have a place to stay, maybe, maybe it's a homeless person or they look like they could be, or potentially maybe just a person that uh, is a, 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 doesn't have a lot of resources, and they've got a pet with them, the idea could cross your mind, you know, what happens to their pet if they're living out on the street? I mean, how do they get medical care? Does anybody give them food? What happens? And this organization, Donico Pet Clinic, uh, is one of the groups that is the driving force behind making sure that these people are taken care of. So through our interviews, we'll talk about how that happens, the veterinarians that play a part, the businesses that support this operation. And the other thing that's important to know about Donico is that the money that you donate basically goes for services for the animals and their people. They don't have overhead. There's not a big office. There's not a corner office for a CEO and a special parking space that uh, he or she is going to need to be funded. I think a lot of people do worry nowadays where their money is going when they make a donation. So feel good in knowing that pretty much all of the funds are going directly to help the people and pets that Donico aims to support. So anyway, please stay with us. We'll be back. And first, we'll be talking to Marty Casey. So stay tuned. She's got some great info to share today. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and we'll be back in just a moment. For 35 years, Doni Co. Pet Clinic has provided comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Doni Co. Pet Clinics keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Please join Team Doni Co. and make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Volunteer or donate today, Doni Co. Pet Clinic. Log into donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Welcome to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And as I mentioned, it wouldn't be a show without talking to one of the most influential and effective people within the organization. And that is Marty Casey, the president of the board of directors. She has been a driving force. There is so much that is happening. There is so much that has already taken place. And there are needs that the organization has. So again, Marty, welcome back. And thank you for taking some time to chat with us today. Thank you for those kind words. And I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, for this show and podcast, we're really educating the community about what Donico does 
and what some of the needs are. And so uh, you, you're celebrating 35 years in operation, which is amazing. Um, and one of the phrases I've heard you use is that you are powered by the community. What does that mean exactly? Well, essentially what it means is, is that the, we serve the community, of course, but we are powered by the community too, because we have received all of our donations from individuals and family foundations. So we, by, you know, many nonprofits would look at our organizations, would look at our donor base and say, oh, it's a very small donor base. We have loyalty. They are so incredibly loyal to what we do and support us. And they've supported us for a long, long time. We have people that are individuals that are giving us an amount every single month. And they've been doing this for years. It's, it's just really incredible. Um, and since we do operate with a, without a lot of infrastructure, they can be assured that their dollars are going directly to help the animals. Um, some animals are in dire need of treatment and a diagnostic test that we can't do at the actual clinic. So we are able to send them to a veterinarian clinic, you know, down the street, the one that everybody goes to in the neighborhoods and pay for their treatment there so that their animal can get healthy, be healthy and live the life that it deserves um, being supportive to their human and being yes. a good companion. Yes. Um, I mean, again, I uh, there's just so much need and it continues to grow. And I have seen people in other parts of the country that are in desperate straits who had had jobs before and had good income. And, you know, they've got their pets and suddenly there's mm -hmm. an income surgery and you know the person's living on a, a restricted income so having a group like this in Seattle it's so important and it is fantastic that you are supported by the community and that you've had such loyal donors over the years which obviously speaks to the fact that they're happy with what has been going on now what about local businesses do you get support from local businesses yes we have been receiving again for 35 years which is truly a testament to all the volunteers, many of who are not with us anymore, they aren't volunteering anymore, but they have also been a part of it. And all of the vets that have worked with us over the years, they've all been a part of it, as have the local businesses. And some of the support that we get is it can be in a number of ways. For example, all the best pet care ran a huge pet food drive with one of their major suppliers. And I believe it was a day in June, we'd all rent trucks and go down and pick up tons of pet food. That's so great. Yes. And this pet food would take us through, you know, a good part of the year. And of course we had to balance it out and complement it. And they served all very, not all, but several small organizations that were involved with animal welfare. Well, once COVID and we had the pandemic um, restrictions, we stopped giving away food at Donny Co Pet Clinic because there are other people that do it so much better, can make sure that the product is appropriately stored, it's high quality, and we know that what they're getting is the best available. And all the best pet care, I just thought this was remarkable without any prodding. They last year, after COVID had hit, they realized that financial donations would be more helpful. And they made the switch. And it was just so 
insightful on their part and so appreciated because I don't think anybody really had to ask for it. it. They just were involved enough in the market and were attuned to what was going on yes. and provided financial donations instead of the food. And it was so appreciated. They have been a partner of ours for many, many years. And none of our donors get the recognition that they deserve. We, Since we are such a small organization and we don't, put a lot of resources towards marketing. Sometimes, you know, there's not a web page that lists everybody's name and we don't send out a lot of mailings that, you know, marketing mailings uh, that go with a, a very advanced fundraising program. And so I, I worry often that our donors just don't know how appreciated they are. And we talk all the time about that. And every time we help an animal, we can we relate it back to one of our donors. We say, you know, you're getting taken care of because of so-and-so um, has been donating for several years and that pays for this. Right. So it's just so important that it's the community that is all helping the community. Some other businesses, I mean, even if you have a bit like Trupanion Pet Insurance, they have they contacted me or I contacted them several years ago and we've been developing a very exciting partnership. They're a wonderful company, very innovative and they're local. So it's really great to be able to work with them. And they did provide us their parking lot where we run our summer clinics. So we're just incredibly grateful. It was something that works for them. And of course it works incredibly well for us. Yes. Um, and then I cannot talk about small businesses without talking about the veterinarian clinics that are in every neighborhood who have worked with us through the years. Sometimes we have clients that are, they don't have good transportation. And so even though we don't have a formal partnership with a veterinarian in, we can name any place, we will then um, contact the one, one or two that are there. and. More often than not, they always work with us and give us a discount to reflect our nonprofit status. Yes. So we are very grateful for that. Urban Animal has been, you know, with us for many, many years. They're, it's really hard right now because vets are, it's just a tough business right now. We need more vets and more vet techs. Yes. And there's also Mercer Street Clinic that has worked with us for years and years and years. So all of these businesses are so important to what we get done. I think, um, and again, it's, I always say this every single time, but it's so true. When I'm talking about something to someone uh, that is important and near and dear to my heart as well, the time goes so quickly and we've just got a couple more minutes left. But uh, again, the importance of being powered by the community. I know it's an overused hackneyed phrase, but it, it really does take a village. And without yes. people supplying things and like the, the parking lot and and the vet care. And, and then I, I want to make sure we touch briefly on the fact that you uh, and Donico are still looking for a winter enclosed space where you can have your clinics once the weather changes. It could be a warehouse, I mean, a large open unused uh, building that's not currently occupied. And I wanted to make sure we mentioned that so that our listeners can spread that around to the people they know and perhaps someone will step up. Yes, and we are we are good tenants. We will work with you to do whatever it takes to make sure that the building is returned to you on Saturday afternoon and absolutely 
the same or dare I say better condition than we received it. We're all very, um, you know, people that want to make sure that our partners know we appreciate them. And something like this is so needed for us to continue offering services during the winter months. Yes. And we would we would love the, and welcome the help and hope someone out there knows of a warehouse or something that we could set up in. We need probably a thousand square feet. Mm-hmm. 1,000 to 1,200, we are flexible, so we can adjust. (laughs) And we can adjust a lot of things, but we do need an indoor space for the winter months. Well, and again, if someone thinks they might have one, I would encourage them to reach out to Donico. The website is donico.org and uh, talk with them a little bit more about what you might be able to do, because I know that, uh, again, they need the space. Um, You'll be doing an amazing good deed for the people and the animals in the community that need that help. And so again, Marty, thank you for everything you have done. Thank you. Years. Thank you for all you're continuing to do. Uh, We are sharing the information about Donico through this show and podcast, because we want more people to know that a, they deserve your support. And B, if you know someone who needs help, they might not even know this help is available. So we want them to know that. So uh, again, Marty, thank you again. Uh, for being Thank you. On the show with us. We're going to take a very short break and come right back. I am the host, Marilyn Milano, and thank you for listening. Team Donico, making a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D O N E Y C O E dot O R G. Welcome back to this portion of Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And as I alluded to a little bit ago, we are very fortunate today to have one of the people, a part of the glue that keeps this operation together. And that is one of their longtime volunteers, Jenna O'Connor. She's going to be talking a little bit about how long she's been doing this, what she's been seeing at the clinic, uh, and even what you might do if you have an interest in doing something like that as well. So um, thank you, Jenna, for joining us today and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You know, the more that I learn about what Team Donico is doing and the more that I talk to people in other parts of the country where this kind of help is not available, the more I realize just how important this work is. I mean, I always knew it was, but when you see firsthand people that can't get help, um, it's, it's really heartwarming to know that we have this here in Seattle. So how long have you been a volunteer with Donico Pet Clinic? I think the first clinic I volunteered at was back in December of 2013. And I, as I was moving up to Seattle from Portland, Oregon, um, and then have been able to volunteer for the most part um, since then, except for during COVID, I had to back off a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah, that, that changed things for just, uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but when you started out as a volunteer, I mean, how did you hear of Donico and what did you start out doing in terms of helping with, uh, with their operation? So I was actually working with a kind of a similar organization in Portland. Um, and as I was moving up here, I actually heard about the Doni clinic, the Donico pet clinic, Um, from clients who, being sort of transient 
had come from or come through Seattle uh, at some point and there's they know the network of who to you know how to get assistance uh, by word of mouth um, and mm-hmm. so I heard about it through uh, as I was working with two organizations in Portland one of which is the Portland Animal Welfare Team um, and the other is Pixie Project which are both great org- organizations in Portland um, and see a lot of the same clients that do tend to move around a lot. Wow. Um, yeah, because here in the Northwest, I mean, I think there is a bit of movement between the areas. And so uh, you're actually a licensed vet tech. That is correct. And are you currently working in the Seattle area then doing that as well? And then you're spending time volunteering with Donico? Yeah, I work. Um, I am fortunate enough to work for Urban Animal, which is we have three practices in the Seattle area. Um, and my boss is fantastic and has always wanted to help Donnie as much as possible. Um, and so I work full-time here and then volunteer as often as I can um, with the Donnie Co. Clinic. What have you seen in terms of changes since, I mean, 2013, that's, um, well, that's eight and a half years ago. <laughs> so have things, it's amazing how time flies, right? <laughs> I mean, what have you seen in terms of changes as to how the clinic operates or just changes in the need? I mean, just how have things transpired since then? What's different? I mean, the need is definitely greater than it probably has ever been. Um, and in the last couple of years, I think that the people who were on the cusp of being homeless or near homeless may have just been tipped over into that category. And so there's a whole new population of people who desperately need assistance and don't really have anywhere else to go. Um, and Doni has been, with the addition of Marty and Marsha on the team, uh, Doni is far more streamlined and more organized than it ever was before. And they were operating on an old system previously with note cards being the client records and not a lot of room to write details and hard to keep track of. Um, And they've gotten everything digital. And so you you can have more than one person can have access to a box of note cards or, you know, then just having a box of note cards. So now there's the records are more available. They can help people quicker in between clinics. It makes efficient uh, clinics run more efficiently. Um, I think that's been a huge part. Uh, Well, and that's so important because um, even when an organization has an amazing um, sense of compassion and a big heart, um, without the organization, things can fall through the cracks. Um, And the fact that the need is greater uh, just kind of points to how we need to be able to more efficiently handle that need. And I don't see the need, you know, going away or, you know, being reduced in the next uh, few years, just the way that things are. I mean, the costs of living are high here. Um, there are issues with housing. The pandemic has, has hurt a lot of people. And when you can't take care of your pet, it is the worst feeling in the world. I know people in two other cities that are dealing with issues where they're not able to take care of their pet without doing some fundraising. And it's really hard. And so um, the fact that this is being streamlined and is operating more efficiently and can serve more people is absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, you've, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm sure there are many pets that have come through who have touched your heart. I mean, how could they not? But are there one or two that have just really stayed with you or that come to mind when you think of a real success story or someone that, you know, that was kind of on the edge and you were able to pull them out? Um, 
I, I don't know if I get enough of the follow through. That's probably one of the only things that I sort of miss about not being around for the last couple of years, or especially that I miss not being around for the last couple of years is not getting to see how those regular clients are doing. Um, and so I, I think about a lot of them regularly and I don't really, I have no way of contacting them and I have no way of really knowing how they're doing. And I hope they're all doing really well. Um, some of the ones that have stuck with me more than anything have been the euthanasias that that we have had to do or that we've been able to do for clients that otherwise would have probably just had to sit and watch their pet suffer. And oh. that to me would be the most heartbreaking thing ever. And I hope nobody has to ever go through that. Oh, um, I know we don't want them to suffer. I mean, it's really hard to say goodbye, but watching them, you know, watching them in pain or, or just, um, discomfort of any kind is so hard. So, I mean, you're providing a service, you're providing medical help, you're providing ongoing things. We've talked about that uh, in one of the previous shows in terms of everything that Donico does. Now, I'm going to give a couple of um, uh, email addresses here if people are interested in volunteering, because I understand that we are looking for volunteers for Donico, veterinary professionals, uh, veterinarians, DVMs, vet techs and assistants, um, so if anyone's looking for a volunteer opportunity, they could contact Donico Pet Clinic by either emailing a volunteer at donico.org, and that's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org, or info at donico.org, and, uh, and learn more about what would be involved. Was there a training period for you before you were able to step up? I mean, did they uh, kind of acclimate you to everything that was going on and um, show you the I mean, <laughs> it's it's a pretty streamlined, simple process at this point. Um, anybody who's got experience, it does take a little adjustment. It's definitely not the same as working in a clinic, but the clients tend to be so great and so thankful and so willing to take any advice that anybody has to offer. Um, it's a really, it's an easy group and an easy process to just slip into and be able to do a lot of good with very oh. little training. I, I would be so excited to see organizations like this operating in all of the major metropolitan areas and maybe some of the less major. I mean, this is so needed. Um, and, and more and more with costs of everything going up and people being on fixed incomes. I mean, I see it personally. And so I really believe in what you were doing. And I mean, just thank you uh, for your time. Um, you know, that you have spent volunteering with Donico and hopefully you'll be able to lend your talents for a long time to come. So again, uh, for anybody wanting to learn a little bit more, you can go to volunteer at donico.org or info at donico.org. And are there just, are there any last thoughts, you know, before we wrap the interview that you'd like to share with our listeners today, requests, insights, anything that you feel would be important for people to know? I mean, in terms of volunteers, uh, I know the the veterinary community in general right now is feeling pretty overburdened. Um, and I, I know that not everybody's favorite thing to do on their day off is go do more stuff that they, you know, do during the week. But right. it's such a, a warm and fuzzy feeling to be able to help these people that truly, truly appreciate it um, and get to see these animals that we get to help. You know, it does sometimes it doesn't take much to make a big difference in their lives, to make their lives just a little bit better. Um, and would they be giving like what, one, one day a month or part of one day a month, maybe? It's a, it's, you know, roughly a three hour commitment once or twice a month on a Saturday. Like, okay. 
it's, it's so worth it. It's the middle of the day, um, you know, about 12 to 3 PM, but we desperately need more veterinarians and veterinary technicians and assistants, um, to be able to help more people at each clinic. Well, let's just consider this an ask right here. I mean, if, if anybody out there is listening and has been thinking that they'd like to do a little something to give back, or maybe you know somebody who is looking for another opportunity to do something. I know so many of us, um, we want to give back more, and there's only so much we can do. We only have so much time, so much money, so much talent that's useful. Um, so it's never too little. It's always appreciated. And just, uh, this is a wonderful organization filling a huge need. So again, we've been talking with Jana O'Connor, a longtime volunteer with uh, Doni Pet Clinic. And thank you for being here today and taking some time to share this with us. And again, thanks for all you've been doing for the animals. And uh, I know that they all appreciate it and their people do too. So uh, we're going to take a very short break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and we'll be right back. I wanted to ask you if you wouldn't mind just saying, you know, how long you've been coming to Donico Petland? We've been coming um, about two years when they were still down uh, in downtown Seattle. They're wonderful. They've saved our dogs and cats many a times because we definitely couldn't have afforded to bring them to the vet otherwise. How did you find out about the Donico? A friend of mine. A friend of mine told me, and I've since told lots of people. You've had a really good experience. Oh, yeah. They're wonderful, and they're nice, and yeah, they're very helpful, very kind. So what advice do you have for people who have pets? Uh, Definitely spay or neuter. Just too many that have to be euthanized or live horrible lives. Um, So that's first. And then uh, bring them to the vet uh, on a regular basis because you can prevent uh, lots of illnesses and uh, get them the medication and care they need. This is your dog here. This is, yep. What's the dog's name? This is Juggy. He's a French bulldog. He's about two and a half. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Wonderful story from someone who was actually helped locally here by uh, Team Donico. I wish they had an operation in every city because I know so many people need the help. So if you would like to learn more about what Team Donico is doing, or if you are moved to help, just a reminder that their website is donico.org, and that's spelled D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Thanks again to Marty Casey, who is the president of the board of directors. And thank you to Jana, one of the amazing volunteers who has worked with Donico for such a long time. All of the people who work with and for Donico make all of these good deeds and all of this help possible. So again, thank you. This is a real value to our community. Please let people know if they don't already. And a reminder that uh, this show and podcast uh are here to help educate people and get the word out. So again, please share. Thank you again for joining us. Until next time, I'm your host, Marilyn Milano, and have a wonderful week.